Hi, everyone. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. Today is an episode of Down the Rabbit Hole with Yoni, Amar, and me. And Drew also makes an appearance as well. On this show, we discuss the recent crash in crypto prices, and we do a deep dive into decentralized finance, or DeFi, as there's a ton of exciting stuff happening right now in that space. All this is coming up on Down the Rabbit Hole here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. So let's go. It don't matter what you say, there ain't no way that you're messing with my team today. It don't matter what you do, I will not What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. J-On, and I am the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today's show is a down the rabbit hole, right? So as we say here on Domain Sherpa, all roads lead to domains, and that often means domains lead to everything else. So we often find ourselves going down into different topics and things, some related to domains, digital assets, NFT, crypto, and sometimes just going off on the tangents about completely different stuff that we just want to talk about. So we appreciate y'all being here with us. And uh, with that, let me go ahead and introduce my co-host. So folks that I know you're familiar with, but I'll start out with my man below, my man, Amar Kuba, a.k.a. a marvelous Marvin Hagler, a.k.a. King Kuba, a.k.a. Dr. Gonzo, a.k.a. Danny Ocean. What up, dude? Welcome. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I told a you, marvelous. Man. I like that. Yeah, a marvelous Marvin Hagler. What, what up? <laughs> And, uh, you know, Dr. Gonzo from uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, everything yeah. with the, uh, the Vegas theme for you, my dude. And, uh, and then over to my right, we got my man Yoni Belusov, a.k.a. Young Money, a.k.a. Blue Steel. And, uh, <laughs> which, you know, that's how we roll. The, uh, I don't know if you guys have, have watched the like when you watch the show back, uh, you know, we've been putting the uh, like snapping in like the picture. So on Yoni, like the last show, it was like, you know, blue steel and it was the Zoolander shit. You know what I mean? We'll yeah. do uh, we've been upping our post-production game. You know what I'm saying? So it's you not- guys are, I, I actually was watching a couple of the episodes The the intro now is fantastic. Oh, thanks man. Yeah. Yeah. The intro we got like, you know, we got a new commercial. We got, uh, you know, even on the domain Sherpa review now we're keeping score with like the live scoreboard as it's going on. And, uh, yep. You know, oh, and then the other show, and I forget what we were doing, but we were saying because Yoni was met because he took that half a point. Remember, he took mm-hmm. the half a point. And uh, so Billy, does my actually, it's my brother who does the post-production stuff. He uh, we're like, oh, he's going to be fired up having to do all this extra work. So he threw like the Dogecoin thing on Yoni's face yeah. while during the <laughs> So it's like, you know, hey, man, we just we're just out here having fun, man. We're bullshitting and talking about the stuff we want to talk about. And uh but people have been super like, you know, I mean, and that's the other thing to the audience, man. Appreciate all y'all, you know, and, uh, you know, the feedback on a lot of the lo- the, the recent shows has been super positive. And, uh, you know, of course, we appreciate everybody tuning in, you know, and I say uh, on a lot of the shows, just, you know, we, you know, leave a comment if there's something you want to chime in. Somebody wants to, you know, bring up a certain topic. You want us to talk about something. You got questions, whatever. Just holler at us. We're around. We're accessible. And, uh, you know, this is a very much a community kind of vibe. And, uh you know, so it's all good. So definitely, uh, so holler at us. So anyway, with that, let's get into the topic of the day, because I think we're all following the same, same thing, which is the crypto crash of 2021. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it seems like it's bouncing back a little bit. So, you know, this show will air in a day or two. So by then, <clears throat> you know, it's going to probably be who knows where things, you know, everything moves at the speed of a speed of light around here. But the, um, 
you know, I think we saw, you know, potentially it bottomed out and now it's bouncing back up again, but let's go, let's, let's talk about what do y'all think? Like let's for context, we saw Bitcoin drop down to almost all the way down to 30 K and yep, just now, over as of now, this is Wednesday, you know, Eastern time around 11 AM. So, you know, it's bounced back up into like the 30, what is it? 36, I think 37. So see, we're already getting back, man. We're getting back. Yep. So, and I know both of you guys are pretty heavy, uh, you know, to, to say the least. So how you feeling? What's your thoughts? Talk to me. Like you, what's good. Did you expect that we were going to see this pullback? Is this what y'all were expecting? And where's where, where it going? I think we have more to go. I think this is a head fake. I think it's going to go, I think it's going to break 30 potentially. And um, I'm kind of waiting, but I, and I want to buy some more, but I'm, I'm, I, I think it's too early to, I mean, maybe buy a little bit here, but I'd, I'd rather, I think it's going to come down a little bit more on the Bitcoin and, um, and same with ETH. I'm actually super bullish. I think I've told you guys on, on ETH. And then I've been reading about uh, another one, uh, Solana. Oh, and... we're gonna talk about some Solana, boy. We're gonna talk about <laughs> okay. Solana. Yeah. So I, 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 that I don't. To be fair, I don't know a lot about it, but I'm trying to learn more about it. I've, I've been listening to a few other podcasts, a really interesting one's called Modern Finance, okay. which is uh, Kevin Rose. Okay. Cool. And um, he has a pretty interesting podcast, and uh, he's really into the DeFi and stuff. So. Um, but anyway, I think I think um, there's going to be some a uh, lot more volatility to come. I think a lot of the newbies got are going to get freaked out by this craziness, and so many people have just been putting money in, and that you know probably are putting in money they don't have to lose. So yeah. I think they're probably freaking out, and they're probably uh, you know selling right, and that's going to just keep happening. Well, yeah, and I think it's interesting. So let's talk, you know, I think you've got some delineation, right? You're going to, you know, you, we've got some of what's happening from an institutional standpoint, right? And then some of what's happening called on the retail side, right? With the more casual, you know, investors and everything else. And uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, it's sort of the success that, that almost every coin has had over the past, you know, nine, 10, 12 months, you know, has given a lot of folks probably a sense of security and confidence that is, you know, unrealistic in the long run, because, you know, there's going to be dips, like we're going to have these kind of corrections and pullbacks. I mean, when every coin is up 300 400% minimum, and you've got shit like Doge, up to 6000% and things like that, like, right. you know, over time, it's, you know, there's going to be just like all markets are going to have, you know, we're going to see, in most cases where the fundamentals are good, or, you know, the, you know, the, the, the right pieces are in place, over time, you know, it'll continue to trend upward, but you're going to have, you know, it's not all just going to be a straight line. Right. Um, so, yeah. And I think you're right. And what I think also to me is, you know, I've heard folks talking about how, you know, people borrowing, you know, buying on like, you know, almost on margin leverage, that kind of stuff, leverage yeah. talking about, Hey, I put in 500 bucks in doge and turned into 300,000, you know, because right. it was like, you know, and, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden everybody's trying to recreate that with other like Shiba Inu. Ooh, Shiba, right? Yeah. You know, Hook is another one that folks are talking about, and Akita Coin. And actually, well, well, this is also why all of this is happening, actually, because I mean, it's just there is a lot of leverage involved, and you know, people might let's say bet on something like the Shiba Inu while collateralizing their Bitcoin on the back end to allow them to leverage it up. Mm -hmm. You know both Shiba Inu going down and then also their collateral going down 
means they're going to get liquidated. So yeah. technically they sell their Bitcoin position without even necessarily wanting to sell it. That's With, just without permission. Thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, all, it's all automatic. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the beauty and the, the double yeah. sort of DeFi. Right, because exactly. This, this is pure yeah. capitalism. There is no, you know, no, no stops, nothing. This is it's gonna go down to as low as it can the, until there are buyers. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, and I bought, I bought some last night. I bought some this morning. I bought some five minutes ago. You know. And, uh, <laughs> so like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm buying some right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, I just hit buy. I don't know. It's crazy. It's letting me do that. And. Right. Uh, you know, but are um, you buying just just Bitcoin? Well, no. So, you know, I'm buying Bitcoin and then I'm moving it around. Like, so really, like a lot of what I've been up to and, uh, you know, you, you know, talking to Yoni and, and Drew, too, who, uh, you know, Drew has got family in town. So he's 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 tied up. So he can't be hanging with us today during the bloodbath. But the uh, I'm sure he's feeling really he, good. He's probably freaking out yeah, all he's hiding. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, keep, I keep messaging him and, he, and he's freaking out a little bit. Town, it's literally probably his mom being like drew like we we never hear why are you under the bed you know what I mean? right, right. Like, i can't come out no i can't come out what, what's bitcoin at what's bitcoin at <laughs> and uh you know it's uh so yeah he's he's probably he's having a bit of a rough one i mean here's the thing but you know at the same time you know the folks that are seasoned they you know they anticipate this they understand it We've been moving a lot of stuff from Bitcoin over to Solana and then getting into like, you know, and this we'll talk about this a little bit too, you know, radium and serum and that kind of stuff. And actually even Drew tweeted about it like the other day. He gave like he had a tweet where he was like, you know, I have to apologize. I've been a Bitcoin maximalist. And, you know, he's been into ETH and some other stuff and, you know, and all that. He's like, but now I've seen the Yoni basically showed yeah. him the light, man. Like he's like, yo. <laughs> I've seen the light. Like now, DeFi is where it's at. This is gonna change the game. My worldview's been cracked. Like, what up? You know, and it's like, but it is pretty crazy. The DeFi stuff is is pretty wild, and um, yeah. you know, and I do think it's the future of finance. I mean, when you see, so you know, so um, we might as well just kind of dive into it now. I mean, some of what. So, you know, when you look at, and I look at it from a very, uh, you know, sort of basic standpoint. You know, you've got a savings account that's going to earn you set minimal, minimal interest in the bank, right? Now you've got these opportunities through these swaps and through staking and through yield farming and everything else where effectively, you know, you're taking, you know, and in, in, in case of kind of some of the stuff that we're doing, we're taking Bitcoin, moving it into Solana, moving it into like the, you know, radium farms basically, but then, you know, swapping Solana for Ray, Serum, USDT, USDC, pairing the tokens and then putting them in the liquidity pools. And then there's basically an interest rate that you're paid, you know, you get a, you know, yield off of investing the, the tokens into these, these liquidity pools. And so, but the APR is like a hundred percent, you know what I mean? So but it's like, my understanding is those are super high risk and there's two different, and, and, and you guys can, I'm sure um, enlighten me a lot more than what I've just been able to yep, figure yep. out on my own. But my understanding is that those yields are just, I mean, they are very much because of what Yanni was talking about earlier with the over leverage, right? So it's because there's leverage on top of leverage that, um, that you, they're able to have these yields. Whereas there's other stuff you can do that's a lot more like traditional banking, but is very secure because they're collateralized by, you know, they're not letting people leverage, right? They're, if you want to borrow a million dollars, you got to have $2 million worth of Bitcoin collateralizing that, right? 
it's for people that don't in more in traditional finance for people that don't want to um uh, uh they don't want to sell their bitcoin but they want to be able to um leverage it they want to be able to you know get some cash out on it yeah well the, yeah you only could speak to it yeah so so on, on radium in this specific situation you cannot you cannot leverage up so now it's here it's you need to have cash to play and by cash i'm talking about whatever tokens that are part of the ecosystem um now the issue is that effectively there are separate other ecosystems where you can leverage up so in other words you can effectively take your wallet connect it to a leverage platform you know put your collateral down take out whatever other token that you're getting you know uh, you know at some sort of leverage then take that token then you can play it with it here but the system itself in this situation is not leveraged the reason there is so much yield is just I mean, it's literally just a function of supply and demand. I mean, similarly, right now, uh, well, I mean, technically right now, let's say something like on FTX today, because of all this craziness, the lend rate went really crazy. I mean, it was something like 300% for um, wow. a period of two hours. And there was even a 10-minute chunk that the lend rate was 3,600%. So... <laughs> This actually, when you're talking about 300%, I mean, you know, let me see what it works out to be. It's like, because this 300%, it's actually APR that pays out per hour. So then if you compound it, it becomes out of this world. I mean, it's probably like, I mean, if you compound it, it depends, I guess, on what amount, but it's probably 1,500% a year, let's say, if you compound it monthly. So, you know, I mean... It's just a whole other game, and these ones are just dynamic rates that can change. So let's say today, the reason, let's say, you know, if I'm looking at the radium pools, I mean, you're talking about um, an APR of 200%, something like Ethereum, USDC, liquid pools. I mean, the reason it's that is because today there is just a problem of liquidity, so everybody's trying to liquidate uh, USDC for, uh, sorry, Ethereum for USDC. Similarly, people are trying to buy the dip in the opposite direction. So there's just lots of action. And this APR is calculated by taking the last 24 hours of fees, dividing it by the liquidity of, of the pool, the, so the pool size. So, but, but the point is that it's just, everything is so new and there's just a lot of opportunity. So you can actually, you can, earn a decent APR um, without actually leveraging at all. But, Got it. You know, when but you I thought the issue was, I thought the issue was not you leveraging so much as what your coins are being used for and the reason that they're able to pay you so much APR. So your, your coins that you're lending out in, in exchange for this, for this APR, right, for this yield, is they're being lent out in a very risky fashion. Okay, so I'll, you know, so let's say in FTX. In FTX, the coins are specifically lent out. So that, first of all, there is no margin on the lending itself, as far as I can tell. It's being lent out um, in exchange for people being able to trade on leverage. So somebody has, let's say, a 50X position. So effectively, they're trading at 50 times the capital that they have to trade. Let's yeah. say, you know, they have $50,000, but they want to trade as if they're trading 2.5 million. Mm -hmm. Now, at the same time, to make that happen, they have their own, let's say, 
um, collateralized Bitcoin on the platform or Ethereum or whatever else. And there is some sort of um, ratio of value to um, value of the total um, coins that you have versus the value of your collateral that they need to maintain. Now, right. the thing is, in that situation, there's technically, at least on that platform, there is no risk from that perspective because they automatically get liquidated the moment that the ratio doesn't match. And, you know, so that means the Bitcoin price can go down, whatever the U.S. dollar does. If they have 50x, you're saying that they have 2.5 million at least worth of Bitcoin backing their trades? Yes. Effectively, the only way to do it, you need to, you need to be effectively, your collateral needs to cover the full amount that you're playing with. Got it. And they'll even let you loan out that amount. But the moment, I mean, the moment that there is, you know, there is a threshold that you cross, you get automatically liquidated. So from that perspective, there is no risk because otherwise you wouldn't be able to lend that cash out. Now, with some of the decentralized exchange versions, um, it gets a little bit trickier because, first of all, it's slower. So in a dynamic market like this, it's harder for this to play out. Actually, so something like Solana actually could work better for this because it's just so much faster. But um, there you could run into issues. But what we're talking about, uh, what JT was talking about with Radium, those are just pure liquidity pools. So there's actually the only risk that you enter there is the risk of impairment loss because you have two separate assets that you're tying in together. Mm-hmm. So if, let's say for whatever reason, let's say let's say Ethereum got hacked or there is something major like that and you have a liquidity pool of BTC and Ethereum, all the trades are gonna go one direction of people putting in Ethereum and getting BTC out. So there is, you know, really when you're putting money into the liquidity pool, you're almost investing in those assets simultaneously. So it becomes kind of, so there is a risk of impairment loss, but obviously you kind of like do liquidity pools of kind of like these behemoth of coins, then the risk is lower. And similarly, there is a lot of the liquidity pools that I personally like are the ones that um, have fiat on one side of it. So, you know, something with USDC or USDT, so in a way, it's kind of like becomes an interesting hedge because mm-hmm. you have kind of like, obviously, it won't go up as much if the coin that the other side of the trade is going up a lot, but it also can go down as much. In the meantime, you're generating yield. So that's interesting. And, and yep, and not to cut you off because we are, yeah. that's what I'm talking about though. We are down the rabbit hole. This is what it's all about. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, and, and also too, I mean, you know, the risk, you've got exchange risk, right? If something happens, for example, to the radium exchange, and this is where I think you're also putting faith yeah. in the folks that are operating the platform, right? Right. And in this case, you know, there's some of the smartest folks in crypto. And look, just to always make the disclaimer, none of this is investment advice. Like we're playing around in the space and doing what we're doing. We're not affiliated with these dudes. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, we're just customers and just out here just doing our thing. But, um, you know, the, uh, but you have exchange risk, which, you know, and then also like you only said, I mean, you know, if you're tying it to these coins and the coin drops a ton in value, right. Then, you know, no matter how much yield you've made, if the underlying coin has dropped by 50%, in the amount of time right. sitting there, then when you pull it out, you will have lost a bunch of money, you know, almost regardless of how much yield you've made. And let well, depending on mm-hmm. time and everything else, you know what I mean? But right. 
So, and also some of this is also just so new, you know, that right. it's like, that's, that's the hard part. And so, yeah. so I don't know like, that's what, what I'm kind of looking into is more the, the safer, yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, well, looking at, about, that's what we were talking about yeah. this morning. I was saying like, if this stays consistent, right. And, but it's a lot to ask to say, if a year from now, this has remained, you know, active and stable, you know, right. but a year in crypto terms is like, we're talking beyond dog years at this point, you know what I'm saying? Because right. everything is moving so fast. And, um, right. but, you know, but I do think that for me, like what, what we've seen, and I know, like I was saying, Drew's pretty hype about this. Like, you know, Yoni's been, you know, kind of schooling us to this is, you know, digging in on his own and, you know, and he's in, in some other directions that are even more complicated than, than my, you know, frozen caveman lawyer brain can understand, <laughs> you know, but it's like, um, but it's really pretty cool when you talk about safe compared. That's the other thing. It's also like, you know, it's, it's a matter of context, right? You know, if yep. doubling your money is, you know, in some cases is actually safe compared to, you know, your Dogecoin right. 6,000%, you know, return, right? So it's like dumping money into some of these shit coins. And I was going to say this before, <clears throat> some of the other coins I saw get named, you know, it's like ass coin and milf coin and shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> Fortnoy, Dave Fortnoy Barstool, you know, like he just, you know, threw his allegiance at safe moon because he's trying to like, you know, like he's like, I want to, I want to be like the face of a coin, you know? So he had all that, yeah. like he was selecting what school he was going to pick. Like if he was an elite, like high school athlete and, you know, he's wow. the different hats that all have the different symbols. And then finally he's like safe moon, you know, and that's like his <laughs> shit now. And, uh, but you know, for some of those are so speculative, but the, you know, the ceiling is crazy high, right? Right, right, right. When you're investing but, into these things, but you know, which are a little bit more traditional ish in nature, you know, I think that, you know, that's also the thing is like, it's less risk compared to some of that, but also less return. So it kind of evens out. Of course, yes. It's, it's definitely less return. And I would, I think my strategy is going to end up being some somewhat of a hybrid, right? Like I will definitely play around with the stuff uh, that you guys are talking about because not not as much for the money I'm, I'm more interested in learning about it because I definitely believe that that is the future right and and just to learn about it uh, now makes a lot of sense because then you can see things coming a year or two or three from now right and yeah. and, uh, and and so that's really the reason right and so I would definitely advocate for people that are interested to take a portion maybe not all right but maybe a portion and play with it. And, and, and just like we always say, right, it, it, it's not investing advice. So it's money that you can afford to lose, hopefully, right? And then the stuff that you, that you don't uh, want to put at risk, then put it into a more traditional option. And, and it's not like what I'm talking about with Gemini, for instance, it's, it's kind of like a hybrid, right? It's taking the traditional banking model and applying it to crypto. So you're still getting a much, much better yield than anywhere else you can. And um, you're not having to sell your coins and you're, and you're able to generate some returns on it. And that's, the, I think, the key, key point, right? And this is why I think traditional banking should be super shook because I'll tell you right now, when you look at when, as these products are developed and you know, they eliminate some of the risk and they, you know, but the return is still gonna be really healthy compared to, you know, what, you know, your savings account that makes you this nominal 0.02% bullshit or whatever, right? When you've got, I mean, 
but you compare it to moving money into, you know, and again, as these become more sophisticated, more accessible and more user-friendly, right? Because for me, you know, in the US, we're limited in some of what we can do because of, you know, the, the rules and, and whatnot and regulations, um, you know, so that's what I think is also an interesting dynamic with crypto that is, I, I don't know how often it's really talked about. I don't hear about it too much is that, you know, it, it's creating a shift, a balance shift where, you know, I think it was Max Kaiser, one of these guys was talking about, oh, we've made all these people rich. Nobody in the U.S. though, like it's all people that mm -hmm. are, you know, in Europe and you know, overseas in because... in Portugal. <laughs> exactly, <Yeah. laughs> Portugal is where it's at, man. I'm I'm booking my flight like tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, well, the Solana conference is coming in Portugal in November. Yeah, it's in November. We are going. Oh, wow. We're going to be posting. Lisbon, up, man. We are going to be doing our thing, man. All right, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, we're, oh, we're making it happen, man. Um, and uh, so yeah, so uh, but um, I, I think that's interesting. But anyway, but. You know, but as it evolves and as it gets, you know, uh, easier to access. So again, it's even more challenging for us. I mean, we've got access to some of it, but not all of it. But, um, but even the stuff we have access to, you know, it's like you got to move from this wallet to that wallet into that exchange and connect. Well, and, and the reality is that that's why also the decentralized aspect is nice because there are no limits. Effectively, it's you know the equivalent in the real world. Like let's say. You know, like back in the day, it was even possible to do before all the banks were kind of like interconnected through a digital network. It was even possible to do Forex arbitrage. You could literally go to a bank, take, let's say, $10,000, exchange them to euros, go to a different bank, exchange the euros back to US dollars. It was possible yeah. to make margin in between. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously, it's not possible these days anymore, but this is the equivalent of what's happening in the decentralized world of crypto on the DeFi level, but just the moves that you can do are much more dynamic. You can do a lot more. And also the main part is that there is no KYC every step of the way. You're literally just going with this cash from one place to another, but really instead of cash, it's a digital wallet that you control. And, you know, effectively everywhere it becomes more I mean, the way I see the future is that everywhere, everything becomes more of a community rather than an individual business with a centralized control point. You know, like in other words, because even to start these as a business, it makes more sense to do it because, you know, this way you don't, you never even have to bother making it so big that you can take a company public. The company itself has immediate liquidity at all points kind of like in the process of the company, there is some, you know, um, you know, obviously different protocols have different lock periods, different distributions of tokens, you know, some to employees, some to like to founders, some to, uh, you know, kind of like as part of the admission pro of the protocol and so on. There is all these aspects and it can all be programmatic rather than relying on the third party that will be some sort of centralized party like a bank, or a government organization to give you some sort of okay. Yeah. Well, so let's let's follow up on that for a sec, though. It, it, my understanding, or the way I look at it, though, is the point of DeFi is to take traditional finance instruments and 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 models and decentralize them, right? So. I, what I'm saying is I don't understand the reason. It seems like a lot of these tokens, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them aren't there to actually do anything of utility. They're there just yes. as a money grab, right? 
And so at some point as DeFi becomes real, right? And you could argue that it's, it's getting there, but it's not there yet. But it's, at some point when it becomes more real and more widespread and more, um, I guess, uh, I don't know, just more better formed and like safer and, mm-hmm. and better organized, these crazy yields go away or become much, much less, right? Because now DeFi is going to, at some point in the future, is going to become like you get your mortgage and you do it using DeFi, right? Using some organization that's on a DeFi protocol. So it's, it's just going to become, it's no longer going to be a DeFi mortgage. It's just going to be your mortgage, right? So it's going to look more and more like what we see today, but it's going to be decentralized and more efficient and maybe fees are lower. But what's happening now, in my opinion, is these people are creating these coins and these protocols for no reason other than just to make money and you know to do the arbitrage game, right? And I think that while that'll always be there, that's not the the ones that are going to be kind of the ones that go and win. Like Solana, it seems like is trying to do something real, right? And Ethereum is doing something real. These aren't just money grabs, right? Sure. But but Shibu. Uh, and Dogecoin, those are, they have no utility. So I don't know, that's my, my issue is that I don't see, other than making a quick buck, I don't see any reason to hold any of these coins. Well, so let me just interject. I mean, yes, I agree with everything that you said, but the difference is that Shiba Inu is not really a DeFi coin. I mean, they're just trying to wrap it up as that, but that's not really the function there. So Serum is DeFi, you know, Ray is DeFi, but Shiba Inu is more, they're really trying to launch a meme coin in a different way. So it's not mm-hmm. really that function, but let's say just- But the is, there any fun- is there any function to it? Like, is there any reason? But yeah, no, I, I don't know, I, but, I don't, but this yeah, is not what, I mean, what so let's really say, I'm talking about when I'm talking about DeFi. So let's say yeah. the main thing I like in DeFi I mean, there's two aspects there. One is the whole lending aspect. So that's mm-hmm. great because, I mean, you know, this will this will make a whole market just even being able to leverage different positions right. one against each other, arbitrage it to the point that the market becomes more efficient and so on. That's yeah. one. Second one I like, which is the one I'm mainly interested in actually, is the aspect of liquidity pools. Because liquidity pools really exist to power a decentralized exchange. Right, because let's say right now you're doing a trade on, let's call it Binance or Coinbase, all the margin goes to the exchange, which is fine because a centralized exchange also offers a service. Effectively, they it's almost like an exchange and a custodian service in one. So mm-hmm. people who are both um, don't want to take less of a risk in, if they're not sure about how it works and if they're just very new to the to the whole sphere, you know, they won't necessarily um, do DeFi through a decentralized platform, so they prefer a centralized one. And, and, and hence, like, effectively, the margin goes to the centralized platform for, if you want to call it, you know, managing the risk and also um, kind of oh. just having a brand. Wait, hold on, hold on. He's made. He's he's out from under the bed. 
<laughs> he's, decided well, to he's, got a us. he's got a button up and stop a button like, on his shirt. He's like, oh man, all right. They got him. They were able he's to like, get him oh. out the they were getting him out the closet. They said it's gonna be okay. He saw Bitcoin was getting back up to 38. He, he said, Listen, I was on the I was up on the fifth floor, I was on the ledge, and I thought, well, you know, it's not worth it. I'm, uh, I'm going back. I'm going back. <laughs> yes. Woo. All right. What up? Our fearless leader has returned. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, what is up, dude? How you doing, man? You doing all right? Oh, man. Well, actually, yeah, I'm doing great. My parents just arrived in Portugal this morning, which is why I wasn't planning to be on the show. And uh, they brought some carnage with them. And, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, so they arrived, their, pl their plane arrived at 5.30 and I woke up, I was really anxious because I didn't know if they were going to be able to enter Portugal or not. So I was already up at like 4.30 in the morning. And, uh, you know, I opened my phone and it was, Bitcoin was down to like 38 grand. And I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna smash a buy. So I started buying. And then, you know, next thing you know, fucking free fall all the way to 30. Oh man. Yeah, it's funny because we, we talked on the phone right after. And like, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah I buy it at 38. I'm like, wow, amazing. It's 41 already. And then yeah, yeah, literally yeah. an hour later, it's like 32. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I left with them. We were out, we were out to lunch. I literally just got back. We were out to lunch. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there at the lunch table and I'm like looking at my phone. I was like, oh. actually, the guy, Yanni, you know him, George. And uh, he's like, did you see how low Bitcoin went? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, no, 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 just now. Did you see? I was like, what? Well, how would it go? He's like, it hit 30,000. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I was like, do you know how expensive this lunch just got? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Good morning. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. We are obviously talking a lot about today, you know, the crash, the uh, the crash of 2021. And, uh, and then we were getting into some talk about DeFi and we were actually just drawing the distinction. So Amar made the point to say, hey, you know, but, you know, you got a lot of these coins out there that have no utility and, you know, and that being a concern of his and it's like, you know, obviously a distinction between the Solanas, the radium serum on one side, and then you got the Shibu, uh, you know, Uni and the fucking, you know, and all the other coins, the Akita, the hook and all this other kind of stuff. But, and the point that I wanted to make is Yoni started getting into it even on a more technical level. But at the end of the day, Shibu was literally created like to, as a way to grab cash, seeing that Doge blew up. Doge was created yeah. as a joke. You know, it was memed out to where it became so popular and it obviously everybody got in and the exchanges started picking it up and Elon Musk and everything else that happened with Doge. And, uh, you know, but I one of the things that I think remain for me you know, is the, the creator of Doge. Somebody tweeted at him because Elon was like, yo, I'm talking to the, you know, after he did the whole shit where he said, hey, we're not going to accept Bitcoin. 
but I'm talking yeah. to the devs, the Dogecoin devs, and there's some real promising shit there or whatever, like, you know, energy usage and all that. And uh, what's interesting to me is that as far as I know, there are no Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, Doge yeah. That, that's, I think, the joke that everybody that's not in the crypto community messed on because yeah. they don't understand there is nobody behind that's it. Like, I, I don't think anybody gets it. Like, all right, like, you just got to put this thing in perspective. Everybody's like taking this fucking guy so serious. He's the richest man in the world. He doesn't give a fuck about <laughs> any of this shit. He doesn't care at all. Not even one fucking drop of, of give a shit. None. Zero. And so he's just trolling everybody. He's literally sitting up on top of his mountaintop in an Adirondack chair. And he's like, I'm going to troll the whole world. And he's fucking, I mean, he's in God mode in terms of trolling. Yeah. And well, and the thing is, is that they had uh, somebody had tweeted at one of the Doge creators and said, Hey, did you guys consider energy consumption when you created the coin? He's like, dude, I created the coin in two hours. I didn't consider anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Like, so that's the difference, right? It's like, you've got the meme. Those are truly the shit coins, right? The meme coins. I mean, they are literally even right. embodied the term and the ideal of a shit coin. And then on the other, and they're not DeFi, you know what I mean? Then on the other side, you know, and the shit that, that we're excited about, or I'm excited about, you know, is when you look at everything happening, like Solana, FTX, like the Radium, you know, uh, liquidity farms, all that kind of stuff, you know, that shit yeah. is where, you know, that is going to redefine finance as we know it. And even more to the point when they make it more accessible, uh, easier to get, you know, to use, they're going to be able to gamify some, some of this shit. Like when you farm, when you harvest your yield, like you literally have to click the button to harvest the yield. Like that shit is like, cool. Like they could turn that shit into a fucking game to where yeah, like, picking, you know, like, I'm picking my potatoes, literally Farmville, <laughs> but you're getting paid in like, you know, you're getting coins as you're playing, but instead of it being some weird game token that has no real value, you're actually like earning real money. I mean, well, this is Chia, right? Of value, you know, Chia, Chia. Well, that's just like another that. what Chia. Yeah. I just heard about Chia like yesterday. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not too sure what exactly the mechanics there. Yeah. Is it like a chia pet? So no, I, it's, a, it's another way... farming. It's farming. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. okay. Well, I get. It. Is it kind of so, like remember the chia pet? Remember that shit? Like, yeah, yeah. You literally, just yeah, yeah. take like the little thing and pour some shit on it, and then it would like grow like <laughs> hair or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy, man. We're in the we're in like this is a, the new frontier, man. Like you know what I mean? And, but also, you know, like uh, just to go back on the whole meme coin thing. I mean, there is the angle that this is maybe the worst aspect or it's kind of like the most ridiculous or dumb one but you know i've seen somebody who made a whole portfolio of dog related coins so he had like a portfolio <laughs> of 100 coins he put in two hundred thousand dollars in and he just split across all the various coins that nobody has ever heard of that are dog related and yeah. you know and he made like five million dollars so like you can look at it in terms of this is either, you know, it's like this meme where the low IQ people and the high IQ people think about it in the same way, that this is a great investment. And the yeah. medium IQ people, they're just like, I don't get it. The majority of the yeah. curve, you know what I mean? Or just like it's passing them by. You either have to be so smart or so dumb, you know what I mean, to like yeah. to do it. And but yeah, I mean, hey, look, like, you know, and this is the thing. It just shows that there is a, a want, a need. People will put money into this shit if they think it's either cool 
or it could have a return or all this kind of stuff. And like, you know, every time there's these bull runs, we saw it in 2017, we're seeing it now. Like, you know, people are coming out of the woodwork being like, yo, I want to get in. I want to get in. How do I do this? What do I do? And as that happens, you have some of the smartest people now in the world, like focusing and working on different things from NFTs all the way through to the DeFi exchanges, all the way to, you know, the, the shit coins and everything else. And it's just like, everything will continue to evolve and kind of do what it does. And I think as that happens, again, the stuff that's going to be done well, that's going to actually be able to provide, like you said, to your point, Amar, utility and value in a real way, you know, are going to win. And without a doubt, it's going to eclipse standard banking as we understand it, because, you know, timing the set, how long it takes, you know, to send a, like seven days, somebody was complaining a buddy of mine yesterday was like, you know, send a wire to Coinbase and it took seven days for them to get the wire. Right. And then they're, then they're transferring Bitcoin. Well, that's United. because they have to like, that's by KYC related stuff. But, well, but, but KYC is one of the limits. No, no, no. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I totally agree with you. And, and I, I do, you know, to follow on with what JT saying, yeah, I think the ones that win do have to have this utility, but at the same time, and you know, there's always going to be this, you know, fringe stuff and there's always going to be opportunities to make money and fuck it. I, I mean, I want to make money too. There's a lot yeah. of people making a lot of money in penny stocks. I mean, yeah. it's no different, right. right? There's always going to be the fringe, right? 90, 90%, you know, my, my old boss in the seafood business, he used to say, there's a lot of money to be made in the gutter. Yeah. Charlie Tuna, man. You know, it, it, it yep. doesn't matter what industry you're in, right? I mean, you got in the, in the domain industry, you know, let's tie right. it back in the base. It's like, look, I, I know guys making a shit ton of money with, you know, 30,000, 50,000, 60,000 domain portfolios. It, you send me the portfolio like, hey, any names you're interested in? I look at this thing and I'm like, I wouldn't buy a fucking name in that list. Not one name, <laughs> right. not even for reg fee. But these guys, you know, they, they, they flip them for 5X, 10X. They're buying them right. for $8. They're selling them for 50, 60, 75 on a regular basis, you know, they make money. Right. Uh, there's a business, you know, there's a business. I mean, there, there's a bunch of angles to kind of, I guess, um, you know, make for yourself even, especially because in this DeFi thing, I think people are misunderstanding what this even means. Just the ability to have completely frictionless ability to move value from point A to point B, this doesn't exist in the current financial system. Let's say I want to buy a stock. What do I do? I can't go. I can't even go to the centralized stock market. I have to find an intermediary, a brokerage, mm -hmm. to allow me to buy stocks. And some of them, like most of them, actually, they, I won't actually own the stock. I, I'll own an IOU from them. Like the whole yes. thing is actually really bizarre if you think about it, because it's actually all a game, and every step of the way, you're actually just getting permission to participate. Here it's permissionless, it's frictionless. You can move from point A to point Z in like all these 20 different moves and make yield along the way, you know, like solve other people's problems effectively. I mean, just the whole, just the concept of liquidity pools or like something like an AMM, like an automatic market maker. You know, like you even have, like it's funny because even in crypto you have kind of like these layers, one layer deeper than the other. So you, people who are in Bitcoin, a lot of times, let's say they're maximalist, they'll find one angle and they'll be like, holy shit, this is so much better. They'll dive into that. And I mean, from the normal financials that people find about find out about Bitcoin and kind of go that direction. But, you know, like, so even something like, let's say a company like BlockFi, that's, you know, considered to be 
kind of like, you know, a happening company. It's on the edge and knows all the shit. I mean, they pay um, effectively one percent. Uh, they pay yield on. F- they pay five percent or something like that on up to but half a bitcoin. Half a bitcoin, yeah, now, half a bitcoin. So really, because this becomes uh, that's it. That's the max. That's, no, no, no. That's it's half the max. A, no, it's five. That's the max. Up, yeah. to, up, up to half, and then it goes to like one per, or two percent, up to five or something, and then it goes to like one point five up to two, I think, and then by and then one point five is the no is half, the cap. half a percent. Okay, well that's why um, Gemini's and what are they what are they Gemini's, lending at? What are they lending at? Well, they they have their own pools, I think, well, that they're so, lending. So at. that's that's an example of a hybrid of current financial system and right. and the new one because what they do is they lend it out. First of all, they lend it out to other people like you who have collateral and they want to again like use this capital to trade on leverage without yeah. selling Bitcoin, for example. But unfortunately, the main customers of theirs are big organizations and they let it out to them and, and you don't even know the you know the leverage that's going on the no 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 it's Riani, this is the listen to that um podcast that i was telling you guys about the modern finance and there was a and the the most recent one the most recent episode he had the ceo of blockfi the founder and he had the main trader at genesis which is the custodian and backer for Gemini plus a bunch of others. Mm-hmm. And um, they talk about the collateralization and it was what I was saying earlier, I think it was before we started recording, but um, they do, they treat it like traditional finance okay. and they're looking at the collateralization and depending wow. on what your use case is for what for your loan and um, your other assets, your reputation, this and that, they are always going to make sure that uh, there is more than sufficient collateral for the loan and it'll it could range they were saying up to 125% collateral right or maybe yes, up to 150 but, but, but yeah. what happens but the problem is that that system because it's still a legacy style system it is it's it is. working yeah. based on previous rules like what happens like today when bitcoin fell there was a time that bitcoin fell yeah. say you know 40 something percent 40% yeah so well like, it's automatic happened? it'll automatically liquidate but, but, that, but yeah. that's for individual <laughs> buyers or individual lenders. I don't think that happens to the institutional no, lenders. No, 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 no. It, it, no, it does because <laughs> I, and it's gone. you have to <laughs> you have to uh, you have to see uh, they do even with the institutions they they'll have rules in place they'll they'll tell them like you okay. they need to make sure you can either cover or not but um, but they have like um, cutoffs but, where it will just liquidate. Okay, so it's yeah. automatic liquidations, not the manual process. Okay, okay, right. but either way, for example, I'll just show you how ridiculous this whole process is compared to something like, like on Binance, they actually have these weird, you know, Binance is a centralized exchange, but they want to compete on the decentralized exchange side as well. So they have liquid swaps, which is like liquid pools that you can do on Binance. It's kind of like if people want to play around with liquid pools, maybe that one is a good one to start. But let's say right now there's a liquid pool of BTC and WBTC, so wrap BTC. So effectively they have an almost identical value. So the liquid pool, which effectively caters to people trading from one to the other and, and backwards, mm-hmm. right now the yield on that is 6.29%. So that's 
effectively risk-free because the, your only risk in a liquid pool truly is the impairment loss. But since it's really the same asset, there is no impairment loss. And that, effectively, you know, ju that just shows you how ridiculous the whole concept even of the lending that's like a hybrid legacy one. Mm -hmm. They want you to mm -hmm. be able to compete with that. This might happen so fast that they just want even, like it's almost like, even though they're the company that's the innovating company, there is somebody that's innovating yeah. on their back so fast that they might yeah. just end up being like that. Irrelevant. Like whatever, whatever came after Blu-ray, you know, in terms of, yeah. uh, you know, innovation, because then it just sure. went to streaming and all of that was useless. Right, right. And I was going to say before, because Yoni, you were on a roll when you were talking too about the whole point about it being frictionless and, and open and, and easy. And like, I was going to say, Young Money is talking that shit because it's really true, you know, because when you look at all the benefits of this shit, like when you're trying to just trade stocks and everything that you're trying to, you, you know, you don't even need to open an account necessarily to get busy with some of this stuff. You just go on and create a wallet like and that doesn't require all of this stuff, you know, and I understand, you know, you've got you know, a contingent out there that's like, hey, but all of this openness and frictionlessness creates, you know, bad actors, the ability to do shit that they shouldn't be able to do. But it's like, but if we overcorrect so far on all the KYC stuff, it's one thing if you're trying to protect your customers, you know, but it's another thing if it's like, you know, you've created gatekeepers for, for you know, regulatory purposes or just for the purposes of like, you know, making it so that the brokers make sure they get paid. You know what I mean? Right, because, right, right. You know, and it's like, nope, we don't need you guys anymore. You know what I'm saying? Big right. banks with like big buildings and like offices and all this extra shit, like that costs all that, that bakes in all of these costs and takes the money from the people and instead and gives it to, you know, the suits. It's like, nope, we don't need that shit anymore. Like, you know, and right. that's where so to, know, yeah. gravitate towards it at the end of the day. To, man, to disinter, right. To disintermediate those, those guys, the, the middlemen that makes a lot of sense and that's gonna happen, right? But there's always gonna be a middleman. There's always gonna be some somebody that's gonna find a way to get in the middle and to make some money on it. That's just the nature yeah, but, of the but world. But the difference is that what does the middleman represent? So it can be a single entity or it can be a protocol. Mm -hmm. So in other words, okay. let's say you wanna send me BTC, thankfully the middleman between us is BTC. So you mm -hmm. see, effectively, yeah. the protocol itself, like it becomes almost like, <laughs> Like, I don't even know how to explain it. It becomes almost like so, some sort in the of, case of BTC, capitalism hybrid. In the case of BTC, that doesn't actually work. But in the case of other things, like his- Okay, but let's talk for, about, but let's talk about like, for instance, a mortgage, right? Uh, let's say you're, you're, you're getting a mortgage and, and you know, on, out on the West Coast, you can't buy anything for less than seven figures, right? So now you've got a, re, a real property of value. Are you going to- put that out there and like, I mean, that's a real asset that, you know, so you want some kind of regulation or some kind of um, security to make sure that the person who's underwriting that mortgage is, is real is, is like, I, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like with super high value assets, you want some degree of security, some degree of, uh, of, of trust. Yeah. Right? I trust and, software and I, more than I trust any human well, being. I can tell yeah. you that much. But how so, is so that also like, Mar, what I if trust, it was I trust not, not, with what, what if it wasn't a house, but it was a thousand BTC? Yeah. Okay. So right. who do you trust to keep it? Do you trust to keep your bank to keep it for you? Or do you trust to keep it in a cold wallet? Young motherfucking money, son. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. And so in, in in that example, I guess that's that's a bit different. Um, because yeah, but, but, it's like but it, I'm just the, the point I'm making is that the reason that you trust the banks is because you have no other choice. Your real estate right, right. is effectively, you know, you're a hostage to your real estate because you have to abide by whatever rules they make up. Tax doubles tomorrow, you just say, you know, where do I write the check? You know, like, yeah. come on, this is like the you have no reason, you have no alternative. You have, you no, have alternative. no alternative. Yeah, so they have effectively a monopoly on you. This is the whole point of this. Nobody has a monopoly. The value, like, effectively, it gives more um, more power to the individual. The individual owns these assets, truly owns them, because yeah. your house you don't really own. You own, you have permission from them to own it, but let's say if tax, instead of, let's say, I don't know what the tax property in Vegas is, but let's say it went from, let's say it was half a 1%. percent a year. Yeah. 1%? 1%, okay. Yeah. Let's say it goes to, up to 10%. I mean, mm-hmm. You just say, okay, you know, like you have, right. it's almost like they're the business and you're their customer, even though you're kind of on it. Mm-hmm. This doesn't yeah. happen with cryptocurrency. You own it and you truly own it. And I mean, obviously you want to own things that will have more kind of like maybe perceived true value. But right. the point is that, that these remnants of security, it's really just the way that the asset is structured, that you have no other choice. That's why it's... Just- it's only, it's an illusion. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, but I would argue that crypto is as well at this point. I, I Again, why? we all know... Why? Why? Because, I mean, you, what the, you the have value of... The, yes, but the... but Yes, I own my Bitcoin and it's worth a lot of money, but it's only worth a lot of money right now because it crashed 40% and it went down to 30K. And what if it crashes another 50% and goes to, you know, goes to a 15K, right? It's it the value- more than it was last year. I mean, but, but that's I, not Drew, the point. But, no, no, but, but that is the point. The value of Bitcoin is perceived value right now, right? Like until I- Do think, you think that a house in LA can't go down by 5%, by 50%? Because I can could, promise but, you that if they raise the, the tax rate from one and a half percent, to two percent, you lose twenty-five to fifty percent of the value of that real estate overnight. I, I can promise with you that, that when real when with interest that. rates within three to five years, when interest rates go to three or five percent, yeah, the value of that real estate goes down fucking exponentially, thirty percent, fifty percent, and everything uh, is driven by the same economic and macroeconomic factors. It, 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 the real estate isn't going up because there's more yeah, demand. I mean, there's less. To, there's less demand in LA than there was three years ago. But the reason yeah. the prices are going up is because there's fucking money falling from the sky with nowhere to go. And traditionally, since the 1950s, people have been tricked into believing that the way to store your wealth was in real estate. But it's an illusion. And the reason they created that illusion was to create profits for banks through mortgage and rehypothecation and profits for uh, 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 you know taxes. It was increased the value of homes gives the municipalities a way to increase their tax base, okay? Because government grows indefinitely until it's forced not to. And it created uh, uh, basically the backbone of the American banking system. After the 1950s, when they implemented this whole fucking illusion, that's when you saw the explosion of, of the banking system. It's all an illusion. You think that, oh, I have this brick and mortar house. It feels good. I own something. You don't even own it. Hold on. Hold you on. don't even own it. You and, don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. But by I the way, I'm not saying real estate. No, no, I know, I know. I'm sitting well, in a we're house. We're comparing now. We're like, it's almost like we're. Comp- wait, wait, hold on, hold on. It's almost like we're comparing real estate and and crypto right. and, and which that's not is really not what argument. I'm doing. I think you could yeah. make and 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 you know we got to jump like we we got a hard stop here in in like four minutes. So, but this is dope and this is exactly the whole purpose of this show. We are like I said, we are down the fucking rabbit hole. This is what we're here for, <laughs> and I love it. And uh, you know, but um. But what about, and, and kind of to Amar's point, right? You know, you're saying, okay, you've got certain constraints and people that are, have control over your, your, your physical real estate in a way that, you know, it's prohibitive and it's, it's you know, and, you know, and, and, but what about the fact that your Bitcoin right now, if it's sitting at Coinbase or even in your wallet or it's on an exchange or something like that, like, don't you have factors at play there that have some control over your stuff? Like you don't have full, full control. Is it that- But it's voluntary. You're volunteering to put those assets yeah. with a custodian. You don't have to, but you're yeah. volunteering to do so. You have no, right. But with real estate, you have no choice. I, you're going to get taxed. You can't avoid the so tax. Tie, tie it back to domain names again. So, so you know, legacy root domains, right? I, one could argue we don't own those either because you don't pay right. your yeah. registrar fee. You don't pay the ICANN fee. You lose it. I don't care what and, you pay. You paid $5 million for that domain. You don't pay your $8.97 a year. You lose it, gone. Nobody gives a shit and, about your $5 million you paid. And, and one could argue that the domain value is also illusory, right? It's, it's in a sense, right? I mean, well, we all know. But I well, would actually argue that be, domain names, because there has been a lack of, let's say, you know, we saw like in 2014, 15 with that Chinese boom, that was a pure speculative bubble, right? But demand, uh, domain prices are really driven purely by demand. If there's no, yeah. and, and demand can be measured, right? We can measure that through search. So uh, the, but it the could more change. demand, the it higher could, the price. It could, right, but it could change. I'm not saying it's going to. Again, Isn't I'm just saying that's a function devil's... of value though? That's a function right, right, of the, value. I don't care what right, asset you're talking about. Right, that's yeah, what, that, that, what I'm just saying a variance is, of the value. Well, but yeah. Drew was giving examples of like, if they raise property tax tomorrow to two and a half percent, then your, well, but, but your the property value. This is something that you but you think no that Tucker could lower your property? No, no, I do. Of course I do. But what I'm saying is a lot of these, a lot of these assets that we're talking about, the value could change overnight with a lot of factors that are out of our control that we just don't see coming. But there is a very specific difference. The value can change up and down on all, all of these assets. We agree. But who has control over this asset? Do you have control of changing your tax rate? No, no. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the whole point, because Perfect. I think whoever has control actually really owns it. And I think okay. that's a great place to end, because I think that does sum up some of what we're talking about, where y'all are my people, y'all are my brothers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we all agree that the value of these assets could be, you know, based on a ton of different variables. Right. And uh, but, you know, the idea of control of the asset and, you know, the fact that it you know, can be taken away or not taken away. You know, I think when you talk about that as a key point and distinction of crypto and Bitcoin and things like that is it is a really key point. I mean, it's sovereignty, right? It's sovereignty over what belongs to you. And, you know, and, and that is a, a very important key aspect. So that's something I think we can all agree on as well. And with that, yep. you know what I'm saying? We're going <laughs> to kumbaya this bitch and like, because we got to I want to continue this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah. Soon. You know, let's go. We do this. Like, after we after we see how Drew feels in, in about an hour. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what's good. So 
Anyway, with All that, because right, we do have a hard stop. And uh, so I want to thank you guys. You know what it is, man. As always, appreciate the time. This was exactly the whole point of why we started this show in the first place, you know, and it's all good, all love. And I want to say thank you to the audience for tuning in. Without y'all, there's no us. Thank you for tuning in here. We'll catch you next time on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. And on this episode, if you notice, like at the very end, we didn't talk about domains at all until the very end because (laughs) all roads lead to domains. You get what I'm saying? (laughs) All right. So with that, thank you all. We'll catch you all next time. Peace out. All right. See you guys. It don't matter what you do, I will not